It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, here we are. For Robert Rude, Nicholas Allenbaugh, and we got uh, we got quite the challenge in the task in front of us. We got. We, is this harder is than this? the seventh consecutive seven point or less loss? Maybe. Because we're. That's what's funny is like we we found a way to have the same kind of talking points for a three and nine season nine different times on like how about this how about how about this special teams blunder how about this but last... we were talking about games that got played right. Was this even a game, that's technically? What it, that's why I don't understand. You know, you and I were texting last night. So we're recording this about 7 o'clock on Sunday. We're texting on, on Saturday <laughs> night. And we're like, this is going to be interesting to try to have takes and thoughts on a football game that didn't have any tackling. Well, th- <laughs> did you know it wasn't going to be like it was going to be scored that way? I didn't know that. I, I knew... I saw someone tweet out the, like, Mitch Sherman maybe tweeted out, like, the scoring. So I knew that's how the score, but but I guess I wasn't sure, and shame on me for not knowing this, I wasn't, were you in the know that it was going to be, what do they call it, a thud up or a tut? I was not. I literally, like, they they did the I first snap, they threw an incomplete pass, and then I, I turned to my, to my brother-in-law and I said, are they tackling? And he's like, it looked like they're tackling. And then they have the first run. Right. And then they don't. And I think the entire stadium went, ugh. That's how I was. I sat down. I mean, I was, I had my, I had my computer out. I was like, first drive, QB, <laughs> Casey Thompson, running back, Ramir, here we go. And I was ready to do kind of like my thing, like notes and all that stuff. And then the first play happens and you're like, oh, oh. Well, and, and you know, and so like, let's just get like, I get why they don't do I understand we're thin, and the idea of get, letting anybody get hurt yes. is probably a detriment to the season. Right. Okay, we're playing for the, the season. True, give it. But, like, I was in that stadium, and I could tell as soon as that, like, about a series went by, people were kind of paying attention, but they didn't quite pay attention as much as you would actually if you're into a game well, where people tackle and hit. Like, the physical part of it is so important for the engagement of the fans, right. what you find out, like tagging off, like people lose. It's not. It's not, almost not football. No, it's definitely not football. Especially like every run play, you don't even know. You can't. You there is. It's not possible to really have any takeaway from any run play. And so I think it was funny. One of the funny things was following reactions on Twitter, and then even some of the things after. It's like, but I tell you, the offense really struggled, and it's like, well, like. I, it's two hand touch. So, Every run, other than Anthony Grant, who will just will chug Kool Aid in a little bit over his sixty yard run, like it's pretty amazing to have a sixty yard run when it's two hand touch. But he got touched. Did he get touched? Yeah, right I mean the guy was there. It's like, and the the ref was just like he wouldn't have got him. Like yeah. that's a judgment call. But so, but like, so I was trying to think about this. Like, okay, the game is the offense has the ball and the offense tries to. You know, get across the goal line to score. 
The defense has to tackle the people and prevent them by taking them to the ground. They're not down till they're on the ground and or till they, you know, yeah, sometimes they'll blow the whistle, but it's really taking the ground. Right. So if the defense doesn't do the one thing that the defense, like what's the equivalent in the offense? Like I was thinking about this. I was going, so what if they just didn't use a ball? Well, that's why I was, it's funny I'm you like, say that. Yeah. I was trying to use, I, as I sat here to try to like get into that, I'm like, what's an analogy for another sport? Like we're going to play baseball, but we don't have. Like the pitcher doesn't have a ball. The pitcher he doesn't have. It, and, they and then the, pretend. the guy swings and the umpire's like, strike. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I'm, tr- I'm honestly trying to figure out what the equivalent would be. If you remove tackling from football, it ceases to become football. Yeah, it's it's a little bit more like if you're playing basketball with no ball or basketball where you can't dribble or you know something where or there's like, basket like there's there, it's basketball but they're like remember when remember when we would play with the, sometimes you can put a plug in the yeah. rim so the ball can't go in the hoop or yeah, something so like that. You don't know would it have so gone you don't in? know would it have gone in would it have not? It would have been I don't close. know. Yeah, it's like but that's what it was. So I think yes, I think we have to acknowledge before we even get into any sort of attempting to have takeaways from this thing. I think we have to all acknowledge that. That is, it's in, that is an impossible situation to have anything, any sort of major takeaways from. And so here, I guess here's my, I mean, they did the second half was tackle. Right. And they scrimmaged. But to me, it's like, I, I'm just like, okay, why don't we just say if you can't play the game of football without, you know, or I should say if we can't afford to lose you, let's keep them out. And let the people that can play play because if you're going to bring fifty thousand people in the stadium, they want to watch football. Like they don't really want to watch the two hand touch. And mm-hmm. that's not to say that it's not the right move. I'm saying do what I, you got to do. I'm with you. But if you're going to do a scrimmage and you're going to have people there, let's play football. I I'm totally with. I think there there are both sides that I completely subscribe to and understand the schools of thoughts on each. Do I understand why Scott Frost and those guys did what they did? Absolutely, right? Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, it's football. So th- there is a part of me that goes, well, hold on. Did you guys ever tackle with? They did in the spring. They so so what's, I guess what I struggle with is what's the difference? That's what I also am wondering is like, if you're willing to have a scrimmage at some point in... Practice 11, let's say, or whatever. Let's yeah. say practice 9. I'm not sure how you... That, that's where it's what's odd. What's the difference? It's, it's odd that they don't want to do it for the actual big show where it's like, well, we did, we can't get anybody hurt that day. Maybe the people... It's a different atmosphere, so people... It's less controlled or something. I don't know. But like to me, it's like you still maybe you take your top twenty-two and they don't play. That's fine. You don't. Maybe wanna... your top thirty don't play. Right. But there's a hundred other guys that the fans would love to see play. Well, and that's what's interesting is it. It sounds like I was reading some quotes to Casey Thompson and the and like they had a meeting with the leadership council met with Frost about going live and they ultimately decided against it. That like I think some of the players were even like I know Ramir Johnson called the structure I think quote trash, which is like yes. a great way to put it. Like, <laughs> but I I don't know. So I mean we're spending seven minutes on I this, know, but, but it, it, it is but it's a big part. Like what's the story of the spring game? It's it's the it was an all time dud because it wasn't it was the like least it was the least football like well, spring game we've ever seen. Ever seen. And I guess I'm just like, have we gone too far with th- with that school yeah. of thought of just being like, well, because that, like I said, at some point they were tackling. 
At some point, you could tackle Anthony Grant, and you could ta- and yeah. and you, you know, Nick Henrich was tackling somebody. Yeah, or even if you just do like you know nine on seven goal line with the ones and the ones and twos, you know, and then everybody else's threes and fours, and you let them play a real game, like whatever you need to do to keep people safe. I almost think like. Take your twenty-two best and say we, you we cannot not, hurt these guys. They're out. Right. They've had enough reps. This would this you would you have camp. been? What do you think? What what if they would have done that? What if they would have said, "Hey guys," uh, because what was funny about it though in the second half you were like kind of excited about it, but then the like the running backs were like ball carried by Trevin <laughs> Lubin, and you're like who? Like, who's well, this like, guy? like one like like one of the kids is I think it was one of the remember the fullback Schuster, Schuster? yeah I think it was his kid or his nephew or yeah. something and he looked like he was still like in high school he was like right. skinny as a rail right. playing running back but I was like he's running hard right it's fun to watch I don't care who you are I it's fun to watch when people are out there competing w- would you have rather watched so we we got to see it basically we got to see the first half and the second half would you rather have just seen the whole game as the second half and you don't get to see Trey Palmer, Casey Thompson, Ramir Johnson, Nick Henrich? You don't get yeah. to see any of those guys, but you get to, like, I'm just trying I, to figure I out. Liked what it. Here's the, and the other part that's hard is when it's sort of this like offense, defense, you kind of don't really know. I, yeah. I, I like, it's like, it was almost hard for me to be like, well, there's no continuity of reds versus whites. Right. I, I just like it. Have your team be your team. Yeah, it was it was it was a weird. I mean, and, and listen, spring games are already, you know, it's a, it's a fool's game. errand to walk into a spring game and have to try to have little large takeaways from yeah. it. But at the same time, this this spring game more so than any other spring game felt the most like, what are we doing here? Well, that's what I'm saying is like I'm speaking. <laughs> I usually try to speak from like the point of view of like what's the best thing for the program right. and for winning, and maybe this is. But today I'm speaking from like the guy that likes to watch Nebraska football, and like I didn't like that. <laughs> I no, I, I wonder. I, I I truly do wonder, like if you're just like, you know, you're. I'm Grant Grantham from Grand Island. <laughs> yeah. I love Husker football. Like, does that guy bringing his family coming to the spring game? Like, would you want to continue to to do that? I well, don't know. It, here's I, what, it was a beautiful day. Gorgeous. It was day. fun to be out there. It was fun to be amongst it. And maybe that's enough. But I think. I think they underestimate that people would much rather see the threes and fours balling out hard than the ones and twos out there playing touch. I promise you. Right. I would say most of Nebraska would probably agree with that. I agree. And then to to add another layer to it, I'm pretty sure on the BTN broadcast, there was the nugget that Mark Whipple wasn't even calling plays. Well, I think they're trying to protect the schematics. I know, but but know? even 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 though it, let's say they're not, it's not Mark Whipple's playbook, but at least Mark Whipple is calling play. Like, yeah, why wouldn't he call the plays? They they said at one point on the broadcast they they made it sound like I think Mark Whipple's thing was spring is also about not only for players but it's about coaches to work on things. So I don't know if that meant. I don't know who's calling the plays. I wonder if it has to do with like they're trying to still get their terminologies down, maybe, or or, or they're trying to give Northwestern all sort. Because if you're Northwestern, you turn on that, you're like, what? <laughs> you maybe, know, I mean, and maybe that's what the whole thing was. And again, I like I say all these things. I totally can wrap my mind around if Frost was in here and said, guys, and blah, 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 and and we'd be like, okay, but like, but here's where I would I would I would argue with them. I'd be like. <laughs> I think it's your job to put on a show, right? Like if, and I, if I'm if I'm him and I'm not, 
I would want to put on a show. And to me, it's like, I would probably, my philosophy be along, along these lines. If we're really thin at some positions, starters in the thin positions probably sit. I probably, if you're not a for sure starter or you're a second string, you're playing football and you're tackling. Quarterbacks just, are in green. You do not touch the quarterback. Yeah, we're not advocating, you know, like decapitating but if you're Heinrich hurt, Harbor. You're out. But like, if you're if you're a for sure locked in old senior starter, you're out. And anybody that we're worried about, you're out. But everybody else, if you're trying to get a starting job, I kind of want to see you play because the I game. wonder. I wonder what even guys like Ramir Johnson and Nick Henrich, the st- the guys that have been starters, like what they how they felt about even playing. I, mo- most guys by that time are kind of like. I mean, it's kind of fun to play in front of people, but you're also like. But you're not playing though. You know what I mean? No. Like, so that's what's so. It's not as fun if you're just tagging off. But you're. I don't know. I. I think it's. It's. Spring is kind of like. It, well, anyway, but. No, but, so we just spent twelve, almost fifteen minutes. But everybody this, but, needed but, to hear it, Nick. But, they but needed to hear it. Every the. <laughs> Any sort of spring conversation about the spring game has to be centered around what I, we just talked about. I had never seen so many reactions like, oh, that wasn't great, was it? Like, it just wasn't. Like, it I wasn't. was super excited about it. You know, because just like anything, like, you get, it doesn't take much to get you right back into, yeah. like, the, yeah, here we go. And then lit- the, the, after the first two plays, you're like, oh, my interest level That's, everybody j- j- just was. plummeted. Because you're like, I really wanted to get a feel for a lot of stuff. And, and like you got any, to learn nothing. Basically, I don't know how you could have any takeaway from from the defense in all reality. Because you're not tackling. No. No. And I don't know how you could have any takeaway from any of the running backs in all reality. Or the run game in all reality. Now, I mean, I think you could get a sense of, like, it was nice to see Trey Palmer on the field in a helmet, move around, Casey Thompson out there under center, watch him throw a ball. Like, those things were good, but it just was uh, – but I I did think it was funny, to circle back to what I said, like, it was funny how people were like, boy, I tell you what, the offense really struggled. It's like, guys, (laughs) like, you are – you're already, like, coming at it wrong. Like, you're trying to assess something. We learn nothing. You can't learn learn anything. (laughs) Like, you can't – you don't know what really happened with anything. Uh, So, I mean, let's get into what we can – if we have to try to have a take – I I do. I got plenty. Yeah, I got plenty of take. Let's just get it because I think then you're going to just like a few guys that you that you felt like, oh, okay. Let me like. Well, let's start with Casey Thompson. Yeah, I mean, he only played three drives through four passes. What your your Malcolm Gladwell blink like? There he is. We've seen him play for Texas, but you see him out there at Memorial Stadium. What what stood out to you? I learned nothing from his any of his plays necessarily. I think the guy led the team out in the field. I think I learned more from the fact that he was him and Frost leading a team out in the field that he's been around for three months. I, I wrote down something or nothing. Thompson led the team out of the tunnel. Okay. Good man. So there we go. But I like to me, that's something. That's something. That is something that you can learn whether it was two-hand touch or not. Like he he is asserting himself as the potential leader of this team. Right. It's a good sign, and I think it's probably telling that he's going to mean everybody's been saying he's going to get the keys to the car right now. But um, yeah, I didn't learn a ton from. He was pressured a lot. You know, he made some throws. People caught them, but it wasn't really like you didn't get to see him uh, 
in any scenario that really showed you much. Yeah, I mean, I thought so, not I, really good or bad, just kind of. No, yeah, like well. I feel like you couldn't come away with either. I mean, he. Uh, I thought it looked like a couple, of, like the first, uh, the first ball on the sidelines of the first play of the game. Like I, that was a rope. Yeah. Like I mean, so there were a couple times it looked like he had a little bit of mustard with his arm. I don't. I still don't have a sense for his athleticism and how fast he really is. Um, yeah. Is he size wise? Did he? Did he look? Look about the, the. He looked a little smaller. He's smaller than I think we. I think I I I pictured him taller. Right. And I think he's like closer to six foot or less. See, and that's the thing where, and this is where you're getting like two. You know, you, you become like at the combine. You're like, look at the legs on that. Yeah. That's why I'm always. I don't. I think you're with me. The guy that always kind of makes me from a football standpoint to be like, oh, Uchi Mama, is Heinrich Harburg. <laughs> I know. Heinrich Harburg, I like, let me tell you, I like Heine's you, you Heine. Like, you like Heine <laughs> as much as Chenander likes the poster of Aiden Hutchinson and his. Aiden Hutchinson still on, like, Mr. April oh, in a fireman's outfit. Just with, like, an axe <laughs> chopping in a door. If... There, you could come in the pod studio and there could be a Heinrich Harburg like calendar. And I'd be like, All right, look at that. He's a good like he he. But he, he might, passes the eye test. To me. But he might be fourth on the depth chart. The Nick Bob Podcast is powered by my good friends at Runza. You know, a few things make me more proud than the fact that Runza supports my podcast because as a Nebraskan, I've been a Runza fan my entire life. I lived down the street from a Runza growing up. was a blast to go there as a kid. Sometimes I'd even ride my bike there with my buddies. I vividly remember one of our very first elementary school field trips was to Runza. Everyone loved it. I remember going to Runza in high school for lunches with all my high school friends. And I've told you guys this, one of the happiest days at Kansas my freshman year was discovering a Runza in Lawrence, Kansas, it was like finding a little slice of home when I was away from home. And now as an adult, it's great to share runs with my kiddos who absolutely love the deliciousness of Runza. It's a little Runza story from yours truly. And you know what the menu is. Just outstanding, amazing Runza sandwiches. Oh my gosh, a piping hot cheese Runza. Mm, that sounds good right now. Incredible burgers. The best fries on the planet. The salads are great, especially the Southwest chicken salad, my personal favorite. It's just awesome food. So whether it's lunch, dinner, a little snack, doesn't matter. Runza is the spot. You need to go download the mobile app. It's in the app store. You can order ahead, skip the line. Plus you can earn rewards as well. Runza makes it all better. Okay, as we just hammer through the quarterbacks here, I don't know what to... Again, let me preface this with... I thought Logan Smothers did a lot of good things in the three quarters of the game he started against Iowa. Yeah. Like, he really did. Like, dude had Iowa beat. Yeah. He did. Right? And now, did he maybe make some... I feel like there were special teams and other things that led to that game going awry, or Logan Smothers could have a win under his belt, and it's against Iowa. Sure. So we got to give some love and acknowledgement to that. It's good to have him on the team. I won't. I have no beefs with that. But Logan Smothers is a guy that is impossible for me to assess because he looks small. Yep. And then he, all I do is all I hear about is how fast Logan Smothers is, and I guess for me, I never feel like I'm wowed by how fast he is. It's hard when you've seen Eric Crouch. Or Taylor Martinez. Yeah, and like that Or even is, Adrian Martinez. Yeah, I mean, I think... Like young Adrian. I think, I think I'm such a like... When you see a guy with real burst, uh, I just haven't seen it from Smothers yet. 
but you know, he's definitely not. He's not slow. But no, he's I'm not saying that. I guess I just hear he's about not like, a burner. No, yet I haven't seen that out of him. And it's, to me, it's like either you usually see that pretty quick. Because I think it's he. He ran track in high school and like yeah. like so he is. It's not like it's just an opinion. There are like validated hundred meter dash times, all that stuff that like this dude can move. I just I, I guess I'm yet to see anything on the field that makes me go, whoa, that is yeah. fast. But I that's one of the things like if you would. The first thing I think people would use to describe Logan Smothers would be like, well, he's fast. And I'm like, is he? I, I guess I haven't really seen you know, I that. I don't think Eric Crouch ever ran the 100 times that Smothers did, but like Eric Crouch was fast. Yes. He was really fast on the football field. He right. ran that option and he was like, whoa. He'd hit a gap and it would be zoop. Yes. And. I don't know that, like, maybe that's a translate onto the field And I don't thing. know what that is. Like, remember, remember Martinez's fake pitch against Northwestern and he hit the gas? Yeah. Like, he looked fast on well, that, yeah. like, for, for that. For, Especially for him. For him. Been, like, slower the, yeah, the years Yeah, he became that. kind of a plotting guy a little bit. Like, Mark Jack, he, like, backed people down. On yeah, the, he on the, backed them on the block. <laughs> <laughs> he was playing old man ball as a sophomore in Nebraska. <laughs> Let me back him down real quick. Let me <laughs> yeah. back him down, get two, three yards, get to third and four. All you but, gotta do is all you gotta do is pull the chair away, and those guys. Like, oh, oh, shit. <laughs> oh shit! He pulled the chair out from underneath me. <laughs> but uh, so so I wrote down for Harburg. Always passes the eye test for me. He just does. He's got. He's going poster on your wall. I would accept a, a, Heine, a Heine Harburg poster. Smothers, hey, hey, hey get your hands. Hey, up my get Heine. your hands up my Heine. Smothers, uh, you know, and it's unfortunate he didn't throw the ball great. I think well, he was five of fourteen throwing the ball. Um, Heine, Heine threw a pick, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a pass because God, he looks good out there. Um, <laughs> well, and then I wasn't sure. I was pretty excited that Chuba played. Okay, so so that, where are you at on Chuba? You want a so, Chuba poster? So I'm not going Chuba poster yet, but dang, he was purdy, man. No, he, was, he let me. I tell just you. think he's purdy. I thought he because he didn't practice a ton. Like, no, he, you know, limited reps or whatever, but. I thought he looked pretty good. So did I. And this is my way too early take. Um, I think I love if way he's too healthy, I might have to call a slight QB competition in fall camp. See, I, it's funny you say that. I, I'm kind of sneaky right there with you. Uh, you know, taking his 10 snaps, he I looks, don't know. It looked smooth. He looked pretty athletic. And... You gotta remember this is new new coordinator and Purdy's kind of his guy, I feel like. I, I, I'm with I'm not again, I think like if we were if we were in Vegas, the odds on favorite is Thompson. And I think and Thompson it feels like he's the guy. I think Thompson's starting day one. The question is, is you know, is Purdy the guy that is good enough that puts the heat on Thompson? And then if Thompson does you know, like when Martinez didn't play well, it was just like, well, you just Right, go out there again and try Who again. Can, Andrew Bunch. I mean, it's yeah. not like Purdy's not Andrew Bunch. That's the difference. Is like Martinez, you know, McCaffrey for one year. Yeah, he had that, and they pulled him. Right. Um, but for three other years, there was nobody behind es- Martinez. Especially, especially when, let's be honest, these coaches know what's what th- what it is next year. They got to win. So when that's the case, you're maybe less apt to go. Ah, let's let this quarterback play through this and lose like if you feel like a quarterback is losing you a game yeah frost is going to be quick to to try to change that yeah and i i guess i'm with you like i thought chubba purdy for a guy that had a very limited spring 
who's got very limited sample size of experience at the Division One level, I actually walked away kind of kind of liking what I saw from Chuba. Now, some yeah. of this could also be a product of we saw, in terms of sheer snaps, I bet he got three times, three or four times the amount of snaps that Casey Thompson got. So there's yeah. also an element of that, of like the more you see Chubba Purdy and Heinrich Harburg walk the catwalk and you're yeah. sitting there like, so hot right now. <laughs> I'm like you're too just, sexy yeah. for my shirt. Too sexy for my shirt. So sexy it hurts. <laughs> Coming up on stage two, give it up for Chubba Purdy. <laughs> She's my cherry pie. Big round of applause for Chubba Purdy. Now put your hands together. Coming up on stage two, let's hear it for Heine. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, is that bad? Uh, that's so good. That's bad. <laughs> Coming up on stage. <laughs> yeah, maybe we're – here's the problem. This is – I'm overdoing it with we're Casey. And- we're overshooting the Purdy thing, but I'm just telling you – I had this little hunch I'm, I'm with where you. you're looking at just he he's got a he's a little bit bigger, a little bit more built. He throws a good ball, he moves well, and Whipple's he's kind of a Whipple's been on him for a long time. So those three things make me go. I still think Thompson's day one starter, but I think Purdy is going to push the limit harder. I am totally and then with in you. In season, that's where if you got that guy. The, the the coordinators and the coaches have that guy waiting to go if something's not going right. Right. Again, with understanding that basically there are – we started this whole thing with, like, there are no takeaways, but, like, if you have to force takeaways – Yes. I guess for me, if you were to say, hey, Chubba Purdy will start a game next year, that that doesn't shock me. It went from maybe none to, like, 10% chance. I just thought – like, he threw the, the best – the best I wrote down categories for like best throw, best catch. It's the same play. It's the, it's it's Purdy to AJ Rollins. Yeah, like that's a nice throw. It's a nice catch by AJ Rollins. But even he had a play that I think I called called back. He scrambled and found a guy on the sideline yeah. that was a hell of a play. Yeah. So I guess I walked away, and maybe it's because I didn't even I wasn't sure he was even going to play. So maybe I'm. I'm at the club, and all of a sudden it's like, on stage two, it's Chubba. I'm like, I didn't even know Chubba was working Chubba's tonight. working on Tuesdays? <laughs> so maybe it's that. Maybe it is that. Okay? Don't, uh, don't bail on Nick, me now. Uh, not- <laughs> Nick, what's wrong with you? It's nothing. I didn't do anything wrong. What's wrong with you? You were involved. You I don't know. act like you're we not involved. We go down together. Hey, we go down together. If I'm As going always, down, you're coming down with we me. We always okay? go down together. You're coming down with me. Um, So that are the, those are the quarterbacks. <laughs> I think our wives would like to go to that club. I think they would. <laughs> I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, do you want to get to the running backs? I'm still in the club. So. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Well, okay. So I will say Anthony Grant maybe got touched, but nevertheless, like it was a great move at the line of scrimmage. And then he showed burst for me. He was, I, for some reason, why did I, in my mind think he was a bigger guy? I did too. He looked bigger in Juco. It just, I think at this level, he's like average. Maybe because he was, he, one of the first things we worked on was he was smaller than I thought. Yeah. But even on that play, like that was a, I'm not sure I've seen a Nebraska running back not named Maurice Washington 
make a you know really make a guy miss. I mean, Yant did it a few times against Northwestern, but like make a guy miss and truthfully house it. Yeah, he he looked he looked the best of our backs. Right, in my opinion, up to short sample size, he he had one nice little catch over the middle. Yep, like I I think he's when you hear the rumors about all the practices, he seemed to be the be- our best guy. Right. I don't think anything that you saw just by the way he moves would make you think anything otherwise. He looked like he moves the best. Because I wrote that best. We kind of did this for our preview, but best guess for running back depth chart when the guys go to Ireland. Go to Dublin, Ireland. I'm Is from that- Dublin. I'm from Dublin. What, what from accent Dublin. am I doing? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> hey, no, I don't know. Okay. I'm from if, Dublin. <laughs> if, if best guess for Dublin depth chart. Grant? Yes. One. Ramir, two? Probably because he'll be the third down back. And then it's, I think, and then, coin flip Yant and... and uh, is Gabe Irving going to be healthy by then? He will, but he'll probably be. So it's probably Yant, but Gabe... But if Gabe Irving's healthy, I'd say Gabe Irving's third. Yeah, I think so. I think Gabe was... I think he's just a more natural football player. We, I remember you and I talked about this on one of the... It might have been after the... One of the early recap pods. I felt like Gabe Irvin was the victim of like anytime it was his turn to get a series, he'd be like, Nebraska starts at its own two yard line. Yeah. Like it was always a horrible situation. And nobody blocked. And no one blocked. It's it's just it, I I think he got the roll of the dice of where if you got two hundred carries, it doesn't matter at all, even right. out. But if you're only gonna get so many, it's like you can kind of get the the uh, the stats just will work against you. Just not enough rolls of the dice. Almost, well, and, right? and yeah, at some point you're going to get a good roll of the dice, AKA meaning a good scenario, a, a well-blocked play, yeah. a little bit of space. I just never even felt like I got a chance to see Gabe Irvin, what he could do. You know, like, you know, one of those plays where you go, Ooh, there was, there was room there. Yeah, get through the line of scrimmage and see what you can do. I don't know that I saw maybe once the whole year where he got through the right, line. Right. And, you know, obviously, like, he's young and he's probably not breaking as many tackles through the lines he will as he gets older. But I I, I really, when you watch, like, man, nobody's blocking for him. No. Like, and that's not to say that they weren't trying. Like, it's no, just no, no, the just, bad. Yeah. It's like the luck of, of, of the timing of being out there. So, but I think Grant, I really think Grant's going to be your day one starter. Hmm? That That's my guess. I think so. But, yeah, the 60-yard run was not, I mean, again, did he get touched? Maybe or not. But, like, it was, it was. In a two-hand touch situation, to have a 60-yard touchdown run where the only little bit of controversy was right away. Yeah, and it was one like, of those where like, maybe the guy makes the tackle, maybe in real life he doesn't. Because it's actually it's harder to tackle than to be like, oh, I got you. Like, right. If you're not in good body position. Because I even have to imagine, imagine like the whoever the free safety is that had the kind of one run fit on the backside. Like, it's kind of weird when you're coming in to like, fit the run and it's two-hand touch. Well, that's why I, I felt like it, they didn't thud up enough. Like, I think they should have. Right. Even if you don't take them down, you got to hold them up. Like, you got to show that I get. But, you know, if you're just tagging off, like, that's where I almost will give him credit. Be like, okay, call the touchdown because the guy didn't make it obvious enough that he tackled you. He couldn't. The, whoever that safety was took a bad angle and got caught flat-footed. And, like, he didn't. He couldn't even. The, yeah. He didn't even come close to no, touching. Th- no, he didn't get the, like when he got through the line. That it was, was real night night. Yeah, that was real. But 
Um, and then, you know, the corner couldn't run him down. That's a good sign. So that's a great sign. But, yeah, it's just, like I said, the format made that. Made like, it tough. We're even talking about maybe. And, and even on, even with the with the O-line, I'm not sure really what to take away from it with its ability to run block. And I also think Frost line was we were being, what do you say, dreadfully simple, where they were just yeah. basically running inside zone, inside zone, inside zone. Like, it was just nothing fancy at all. Yeah. The, the one thing that was maybe a little bit concerning was – the weakness, it was a little, the only thing that would be concerning if we're trying to have takes is the supposed weakness of the defense. One of the weaknesses of the team is no pass rush. And the pass rush, the pass rush was like <laughs> Garrett Nelson and Jamari Butler looked like. I think Nelson's, I think Nelson is looking as good as, I mean, the ultimate warrior might be shaking ropes this year. I agree. Like he was, I won't put a rotation. Nelson was just like wrecking shop. He was. He's played a lot of football. I mean, he's right. been a three-year starter, and he's played for four years. I mean, he has a lot of snaps, and he's also a dude that is, you know, he's kind of a, like, he works his butt off. Right. Energy really strong. They say he put on, like, 10 pounds extra muscle. He looked muscle. bigger. They did a sideline interview with him, and he looked bigger. I'm telling and you And he that. just looked like a guy that, like, I'm sure you felt like this at some point where all of a sudden you're like, I can pl- I can play at this level. I've established that I can play at this level. I have confidence in my position on the team and what I can yeah. do. Like he kind of exuded that. It's weird. It it kind of it sometimes takes that last year even to kind of get over. Like my last two years were just like I felt infinitely different than I did my first three. Yeah. You know, like my last year, I remember like there were times where I could like I wasn't really like an edge rusher like he is. I was just I was more of a off yeah. backer. But sometimes I would. Like all, like almost like a three four rush, and I remember one time I was going against Carl Nix, and Carl Nix is Carl Nix. Oh yeah, and I kind of gave him an up and under, and I I kind of threw him a little bit. Oh, and I, and I went, how did I do that? Because I didn't think I could do it, and I never did it again. But I did it once. <laughs> you did it one time. I never like I wasn't built to do but that. But you had the confidence. I just like and- was a little bit bigger and a little bit stronger than I'd ever been, and like little things like that start happening. Uh, when you just get older, where you just you have the techniques and you just have you're just stronger, where you start being able to hold your own, right? And you know he's a guy that was a little bit undersized playing on that edge against these big monster tackles, and I just think he's gonna be not all world. He's not gonna be Trev Alberts. He's not gonna be Grant Wistrom. But can he be like the you know the ultimate warrior of yes. the ultimate? Can he be the best version of himself? Which we've never maybe seen. I think this might be his well, year to kind of just be like a solid freaking edge guy. I'm not so sure he wasn't my biggest takeaway from the spring game. Like that I'm like, hey, he looks like a guy that is is ready to take that like that that big that yeah. next leap into being like, dude, Garrett Nelson's like a different a big time difference maker. Well guy. it's it's Nelson Robinson and Henrich are Clearly, like the emotional leaders of right. that defense. Because right what's now. Reimer's personalities? Reimer kind of like a I would think less Less uh, rah 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 probably okay. to I me he's always come across as that but right he's um, got a little sweat like he'll he'll shoot through and like stop yeah. a guy and give you a little something but like Nelson obviously is like Nelson's the ultimate warrior he's the ultimate I mean, warrior and but Robinson's Robinson's got some some he's, of that he's living at Jason Peters house they're on beanbags right now those just two like, those two are just like <laughs> just double nickels telling <laughs> you know double nine you just. You just gotta go. You gotta want to eat their soul. Tomorrow you gotta eat Ethan Piper's nose. 
just eat it. You gotta hate him. You gotta hate everybody. It's like okay, but that, but no, but I think Ty is becoming Jason Peter Jr., which is great. That's good. We need that. I saw Peter on the sideline too. I could tell he was, he was fuming that things were soft. <laughs> it was like you. I don't know. I didn't talk to him. I was sitting fifty yards away behind Peter, and I can tell you this: you could just feel it, like you could, radiating, radiating. He was so mad they weren't tackling. Right. He was. It was like. It was, it was, I could just tell, but I was like laughing myself. Thinking. But, but no, but the emotional, like that stuff does matter yeah. for, for football. And the thing about Nelson to me was like the first, the first couple years he played, he was just kind of this, he played hard, but he was kind of just like a mess of energy at times. Yeah. And now you feel like, okay, you, you never have to coach effort with him. And now if you get a little more strength, a little more intelligence, a little more confidence, a little more comfort, a little more skill, a little more skill, yeah. like a couple of his, I mean, he pass rush, pass moves, rush had some like, had some decent moves to get around guys. So I was excited. Uh, I mean, even his interview on the sideline, he, you know, the Megan McEwen asked him, what is, what's up? What do you want Husker fans to know about you? And he's like, you want serious or you want something a little, and he was like, my favorite food is watermelon. And you're like, great, Garrett Nelson. That's terrific. But, you know, then he uh, hits on all the right notes of, like, we're, you know, we're going to build on what this defense is. Like, he says all the right things. Yeah. So, no, I was excited about him. Jamari Butler had a nice pass rush, too. He kind of, like. He's the guy that I've always kind of wanted to become, like, one of, like, I, I don't know if he's got superstar in him, but, like, he's progressing. I mean, he's getting better. But like him and Gunnarsson look like that's what I'm saying. But him and Gunnarsson are the two that I kind of thought I was hoping that like by this year they would be like, ooh, we got some. I don't know if they're freaks. Right. But can they be solid players? I mean, at this point, we need solid players. Now, the 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 question is, I know we we have some big transfer portal guy we're trying to get. Um, That tells you, though, they they still, you know, we can get another pass rusher. It still needs to happen. Yeah. And and I don't know. I mean, to me, like. That's one, if we could get one of those, oh my God, yes. But two, it's like, defensive line, I am concerned. Me too. I got to be honest. I'm just, I am very concerned. Rodgers is out and he's never been healthy. And Robinson's our only guy right now. Yeah, because you lose Stilly, you lose Snacks, you lose Daniels inside. you lose Riley, who is one of the backups. It's like, that hurts a little bit. Just what did you see? Did, I mean, we got to see the polar bear out there a little bit. I mean, and I, well, here's the thing about he's a fan favorite because he's a weightlifter guy, and but he's got a, kind of a catchy nickname too. He's great. I mean, it's it's everything you want if you could be good at football. I just don't know if he's good at football. Right. Like, I just don't know. It's like, is he a guy that can, like, can he move and can he make tackles? Like that to me is, I know he can lift weights and right. squat the world, but can but he that, translate it to the field? Um, that I don't know because. I mean, we need him this year. Yes. We need him because I'm just telling you, between Robinson and Rodgers, they need breaks. And there's a good chance, as every year, like somebody in the D line will get hurt. Right. And those, so it's like. No, it's concerned that it's interesting how much that has become. I mean, would you say if you're ranking concerns, is that is it by position group? If you had to rank your number one concern. Would it still be O line? Oh, or I, I would you think, go D line? I think depth D line. Um, I think the O line's depth is decent. It's better than the D line's depth. Mm-hmm. You know, if Prohaska and Cochran can come back and be 
kind of what their potential says. I mean, I think our O line will be be fine. Um, I just think defensive line, like if like if Robinson were to get hurt, I mean, we'd be in big trouble. Big trouble. Because it's it, he's one A, and then everybody else is like. You know, Rodgers is fine, but he's never been a starter before. And it's just concerning in the Big Ten and in the particular the Big Ten West. Like, if there's a place – it's like Nebraska basketball. Like, their one place they've been vulnerable for at the entire Fred Hoiberg era is at the five. Yeah. And in the in Big, in Big Ten basketball, it's like every fucking night you're dealing with a all-American five. Yeah. And in the Big Ten for football, it's the same thing. Like – if there's a place you don't want to be, we'd much rather be weak at corner. Dude, was, or Wisconsin, you know. Iowa, Minnesota have big old northern yes. trees that are going to run the ball on you. And right. I, man, I just I, I, that's, that's a, of all the things. I think that actually was what my biggest position concern was. Just like I was looking at the D line depth, and I was just going, man, you know, the young guys don't look physically like they're comfortable out there yet. No. And D-line's not a position you can play unless you're physically there. You yep. just can't. It's just a brutal. So hopefully, hopefully they get, this TCU guy would be like this year, right? Yeah, but he'd be an edge guy. So but still. That's like, big. So Because they're going to more of a 4-3 now. Right. I think for this very reason. is The Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. And I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And if you go into Pella's website right now, you look at it. And how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors by Pella. Won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. That's big time stuff right there. And they achieved that in a couple of waves. They got insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. They got types of low-E glass, which is a glass coating that has been optimized for your climate. They got triple-pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all of that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that bottom line energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable and Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency check them out online PellaOmaha.com that's PellaOmaha.com so do you think they're, they're probably going to go to the are they going to go to the portal and get a few more D linemen I bet you they try to get an edge and an inside guy if they yeah. could it's hard to find though right like yeah, they're going to be wants, the, the right. good ones like the guys that you you know that you can get you might not want and the right. guys that you want it's hard to get yep. so I mean yeah, it'd be it's huge. a real, it's a real thing. It'd be huge, but it's that's my my quick take is I I liked you know and and Nelson and and Tanner I I think are like I th- I'd feel comfortable with them because I've seen them for a couple of years they they're serviceable. Nelson might be a guy elevating his game, but now if you pair Nelson with somebody that can really do some more damage, it makes him even better. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm. In, in the game that it was impossible to have takeaways from as we have takeaways, was there any other takeaway from the defense? Uh, any other player pop to DB, you? Uh, Backup, and, and I, I'm, I've, heard, I've heard some really good things about Ernest Hausman, and he's, yeah. he's the next inside linebacker. Okay. So as a true freshman who still should be in high school was right he in now, early, yeah, early, enrollee. Early, early enrollee, um, he's a guy that might get to – work his w- himself into playing time. Well, that'd this be year. great. And I think he got in a weird way overlooked because he's from Columbus. Right. But 
Um, I actually met him the other day, and he was taller. He was like basically almost my height. He was taller than I really? thought. Well, maybe I he was an inch shorter, but he was taller than I thought, and he runs well. Like there's a couple plays watching him, like the QB scrambled. He like you can just tell like closing speed. Like right. it accelerates, and that doesn't happen with a lot of linebackers. Okay. So he's my brother says he's smart. He's one of those guys that gets it right. Um. And he's he's a early enrollee, and he already he's already kind of is yeah. there. It's like that is two years ahead of most people. Oh, yeah. And so you know you got Reimer and you got Henrich, uh, and so he doesn't need to play this year. But like next year, I think you're gonna okay. you're gonna know Remember that the name, name next year. Remember the name? Yeah. Uh, before we wrap it up, remind me that I have a question to ask you at the very end. But we're gonna keep rolling through here because we didn't. We got to talk about Trey Palmer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Trey Palmer had what do you have? A couple of catches, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's he here's. He, I wouldn't say he. Yeah, he had two catches for eleven yards. I mean, hard to hard to, yeah. to take away a ton. Um, the one, honestly, one of my big takeaways from Trey Palmer was an answer that Casey Thompson gave when being interviewed on the sidelines for during the game. Megan McEwen asked him. Who's your favorite? Are you developing a chemistry with these new wideouts? Who's your favorite target? And he, he kind of gave her this look like, come on, you know the answer to that question. Yeah. And he and he began to gush about Trey Palmer, which I think, I mean, this is a guy yeah. that has been, I mean, he led the Big 12 in touchdowns. Like, he understands what, like, real yeah. dudes are supposed to look like. And I think that's a great sign, which which jives with, with what other guys have been saying. But I mean Trey Palmer and the the few he looked like he looked fine, right? Yeah, just, I couldn't really tell. I wanted to see him really like get no, into no his, real deep balls. No, I wanted to so. see him really kind of like let loose one time, but you didn't yeah. really get that. But that's kind of the nature of the beast. Any other? You saw a lot of Kamonte Grimes. I feel like every play was like Kamonte Grimes like led the you universe know, he, in targets. He, I, I thought he had a good he had a good ball day. last year too, and, yeah. and then we didn't see him at all during the season. Um. And the, AJ Rollins guy. played well. I mean, I know he's a tight end, but like he had four catches, thirty-nine yards. One was a really yeah. good one. And maybe with given the given that situation, does any did you do you know what's the deal with Fedoni? I don't even know what the deal is with him exactly. They're being real coy about the nature of the injury, but, but you you hear that, through right? the yeah you hear through the grapevine that it's not good. That it's like really oh. really not good. Oh, which is scary. So I don't know, but I mean, so I, th- I thought they were saying he was going to be back for the season though. I don't know. I, I, I honestly, oh, well. I'm not totally sure. But I, I guess I get the sense that it's, I don't know if it's like, dude is for sure out next year, but it certainly isn't like a. Oh, I just tweaked my yeah, hand. J- just something. a yeah. little like banged his knee. Like he's like, ah, God. Charlie Horse, Charlie Horse. Oh, like Peter Griffin when he hit his shin. He's like, ah, ah. <laughs> but <laughs> it's, not, it's not a Peter Griffin knee injury. Okay. It's a- but, um, but yeah, I mean AJ Rollins, homeboys from prep. I mean he looked he looked pretty good. He looked good. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's a good Went sign. High pointed can... one of them. Ty Han had a touchdown, which was good to see. Um, and then I did love Miles Farmer could have lit Camonte Grimes up. Yeah. Now that's a place where I agree with not hitting a person totally. there. In that scenario, you tell your guys look, but but then it's like you give them the touchdown. It's like I know that's, that's what's hard. Like a part of me, hard. a part of me it was like good call. Miles Farmer, but then I'm like, well, could you have like at least not let him score? You know, it's funny. I was 
I was thinking about it. I actually had the hardest maybe hit of my career was in a spring game. A guy was running a crossing route, and I was like sitting back in zone, and they they, they let it right, and I like depleted him. It was one of the biggest, and I like went helmet to helmet. And I was like, before the days, of, before the days yeah. where it was a problem, and it was like I got so much like great job, but like it was like <laughs> I got praised. I lit up my teammate in the spring game, like depleted, absolutely <laughs> destroyed this guy. <laughs> And I thought it was like I was like really proud of that moment. And then like it's amazing how it's much has changed. Now so much has changed. Well, Miles like, Farmer, you could tell even his body language. Like he yeah. let up. Like he let him have. And that's the right thing to do there. But I'm telling you, it wasn't that long ago where like that was like oh, I've been on, waiting all my life for this opportunity. I've been waiting this, for this moment just to my kill my teammate. Life. <laughs> <laughs> and you I killed my... him. And I did. Yes. Well, I mean, come on. Then, he... If I could do it again. Probably would. I know you would because you're from a different <laughs> era, but like Miles Farmer could have given Kamonte Grimes a concussion. Yeah, and I think here's what I'll say too. That's a over the middle. That's a tough one. It's hard because the one in mine was like it was a it was a cross. It was a crosser. He was kind of it was more of like a scene. Yeah, I don't. But know. I don't know. I mean, uh, I I do come. From, it's crazy now, but I do come from a different era now. I've officially become the guy from a different era, and I'm like, when well, didn't did they used happen? to do? Was it was it on prime time where they did hits of the week, or or they had? Oh, I'm sure. What was it? Where it was just, and it was. I mean, it's it is insane how football used to be. It is, but you know if what? You went over the middle. You were. You want to know why people love the game? Shit rocked because people love to see that sort of like orchestrated violence. It is unbelievable. Anymore, it's kind of amazing that people are. Now, this is coming from Johnny, not tough. But it is amazing anymore how people are still afraid to go over the middle, where it's like that, like the the big shots kind of aren't there very much anymore. People go low now. The, I, I would be much, I think I'd actually be more scared to have somebody take out my legs than right. somebody hit me like up high and even right. maybe hit my head. Because you got the helmet. Yeah, you it's concussion potentials. But right. when they take out your knee, it's the rest of your life. That knee ain't right, you know. Right. Like, you not say your heads, but like no, but it's a different the amount deal. of times when your heads are, is actually like right where it's a career ring. ender That's or, or probably limited. But, but man, when you ooh. so uh, th- the other thing was uh, special teams. I thought it was hilarious that Brian Buscini first punt just hammered one sixty nine yards, and the place it's all, like I'm not so sure the biggest roar of the crowd it was. wasn't Buscini's first punt. It was. I mean, he crushed that thing. People loved it. The unfortunate thing was his next three punts went for 29 yards, 32 yards, and 14 yards. Now, it, it was windy, and the wind was kind of swirling. Like, in there, there was no pass. There was no – nobody was rushing, though. Right. I could I can go kick it 14. <laughs> and I I don't got a good leg. So if you don't got a rush yeah, – How are you not – 14 is pretty bad. 14 But is there's bad. no rush. Like, I don't know. Y- what happened? You punt – you are a punter. All day long. Right. During practices for years at a time. <laughs> I don't know how you miss. Like, if a 30-yard to 40-yard punch, you'd be like, I, I missed it. Right. Especially when nobody's on you. You don't have to rush. Like, he had a 29-yarder and a 14-yarder. And then he – so he had he had a 69 yards, 29 yards, 32 yards, 14 yards, 62 yards, 38, 44, and 40. Very interesting day for Brian Buscini. I don't know. That's you know me. I love me some punters, so I, I want to see. I want to see. There's nothing better than when a punter just like pins a guy at the one. Just like you are checkmate. Kinda, you. <laughs> 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 but 
But you're the guy that, like, after school would come home and have, like, your field goal set up, and you'd kick a empty Gatorade bottle for hours on end. Just I was really into you're, kicking. You love doing that I type did. of stuff. I did. enjoy punting You could do repetitive things yeah. like that. Was I like free throws? I could sit there and be like, That's why you're a great shooter, throws. though, because yeah. you would go and you just get in your little mind game of... <laughs> Repeating emotion over you and do over it again, a thousand times in a row. Did Chase Contreras? Who? Someone missed an extra point. That wasn't good. Was that Contreras? I don't know. I know Contreras missed a field goal, but it's like let's not let's not go down. But he the, was he was here last year. The the new guy hasn't even the new kicker field goal kicker hasn't even started with him. So. Okay, well that's good here. Yeah, Chase Contreras missed from forty two. He made from twenty six. Because uh, yeah. Don't need don't we don't need a repeat of of oh my God. last year on that front. Um, one thing that's cool, you know, the, the returners. It was good to see. I didn't realize Tommy Hill goes back there. To, Tommy, I mean, to, I I think Tommy. Anybody that wears like one or zero, you you basically know that's the most confident guy in the team. I feel like and Tommy I usually Hill's, want those guys as my returner. So do I. <laughs> Tommy Hill, I'm already I'm all in on Tommy Hill because of his number selection, the fact that he's returns punts. I'm liking me some Tommy Hill. Yeah, I would like. Can we get Trey Palmer and Tommy Hill for kickoff return? Uh, they here's one actually one thing I saw that I I appreciated. Um, they came out for the first punt team, and there was like. Yant was on it. Omar Manning was on oh. it. There was a couple of these like running backs, receivers, um, like DBs that I was like, I never saw those kind of guys on those units last year. Like right. the guys that were like the top dudes at running back and receiver were not ever on a special team. Um, and to me, I was like, that's a good that's sign. That's a good sign. Like your we best, talked about that. Your best yeah. athletes need to be out there. Um, and I think that was a good, like that was something well, noticeable to me. We even when we watch these Husker Classic recaps, a lot of you know, there's this idea out there that a lot of the guys that were on the special teams were a bunch of like you know, a bunch of walk-ons from McCook. Yeah, like, I mean, the infamous play that you pointed out to start the 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 Miami national title game, Schlesinger, Schlesinger killed a guy on the KO on yeah. on the kickoff. He KO'd a guy on the KO. Yeah, and. Starting fullback, starting fullback was chasing, chasing guy down and just rammed a guy. And, and that's the stuff that, like, maybe we always take for granted. Those things add up over a year, or you know, over right. a game. Um, and you just got to have your best players out there all the time. the The question I wanted to ask you, and we can kind of wrap it up with this because this has been absurd. Before I, we oh go back God. to the club and how talk could, about who's coming to the stage, how could we not go absurd after that? <laughs> There's, we couldn't be serious. Nothing about yesterday made me want to be serious. I wanted to be the opposite I know. of serious. I, I, I've wrote down notes to talk, and I'm like, I don't even know what we're going to talk about. But I guess what's amazing is I don't know if anybody's really asked this simple question. Being a former player that's gone through a bunch of spring practices, how big of a deal is it that Chancellor Bloomington, Chris Hickman, Vokalek, uh, Reimer, Casey Rogers, how big of a deal is it, Gabe Irvin, that these guys didn't have a spring? Um, like, is it a big deal to not? I think, especially considering the fact that it's a new, it's a lot of new coaches. I think if you haven't gone through a s couple springs, it's it's a bigger deal. Like, I missed when I broke my arm after my my sophomore year, um, where like I played a whole season. I yeah. had I had two. No, I had three. 
three. I'd already had three, three springs, springs. Uh, or you know, two, at least two springs. And I just, I was like green Jersey, same thing. I was like, go through warmups and right. individuals. And then like, I would sit out. Uh, me and Stu Bradley both actually were both coming up. And so we both sat out the whole spring. Right. And, you know, it, it didn't really matter for us. Okay. Day. Like we would already pass the point where it mattered, but we needed the springs before that to kind of like get to that level. So I guess that's, what's hard about it is like for a guy that hasn't established himself and hasn't actually produced in the season spring matters, but maybe I guess I, I'm amazed yeah. at how Volkolek he'll be fine. Right. A rhymer. You assume he'll be fine. Rhymer uh, probably fine. Yeah. You, you could go down the list with a lot of these but guys. Like Fedoni, like Fedoni needed a spring, right? Chubba Purdy probably needed a full spring, although he got at least got to get in the game. But like Gabe Irvin probably needed a spring. Gabe Irvin would need a spring. Um, Casey Rogers probably needed a spring. Casey's a borderline guy because he's he's been around long enough that he'll probably be okay. But like the guys that haven't been around for three four years, I think you need a spring. Like you just you don't play enough football the rest of the year. You lift weights and you run. Like right. you don't play football, but. You know, those however many practices in the spring. But it's just interesting how spring is so bizarre and how, like, we, we talk about how important it is and this and that. And then, like, when guys are, are out for the spring, they're kind of like, well, whatever. I mean, that's fine. They're like, well, wait a minute. Hold on. What? what I, it, it's to me, it's like the guys that need to, like, the guys that are good athletes that don't know how to do things right on the football field need spring. Right. And so if you got good athletes that aren't great football players yet, like, you need to really work their freaking butts yeah and otherwise i don't know that they, they whatever those intangible things that you have to do on the field playing the game like you're not good at them at the season like if you don't do them in the spring you've never done them in the spring in the fall like you're not going to walk into the game and just be like oh i can do all these right. fundamental things really right. well because you gotta do fundamentals really well all the time and spring and fall are where you is do when it. you build on that stuff yeah. so i mean i it's it's hard to know. I mean, it feels like all in all, it it was a a productive spring, I guess. You know, I mean, I don't you you don't know you don't know what to make with the spring game. I know. I think uh, it's a positive. I mean, there there's nothing negative that came out no. of the spring. I mean, you got. I, I think Mickey options. Joseph Whipple Riola have been. I think a you hit have, so far, and I think you have. I agree. I think I think those guys have been awesome. Especially, uh, especially Mickey seems like he's really, really made a made an impact. Um, I even get the sense from from people that Brian Applewhite at the running back spot has has oh. kind of really made a, a difference as well. I think so. I, but you know who I still like right now, the guy that's made the biggest difference, and I'm the number one support. Like Trev Alberts oh, is amen. right now. The, if we don't understand that this guy is doing things as an AD at a very high level. Right. I think he is doing everything right. Like he is, we're lucky to have him now. And I'm realizing that what a difference he probably could have made five years ago. Oh. But you know what I'm saying? Like Bill Moose made good hires, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. He's made good hires. He, I, you know, even though the whole, like same thing, Hoiberg situation is not you'd worked hire, out. You'd make that hire again. You'd if make could. that hire again. I think, same with Frost. Uh, Exactly. Frost too. I'd make I would have made both those hires if but like I wish it was a Treb that would have got that right. chance because right. man, he is doing everything right on well, so many levels that that go unseen that I'm I think people need to understand that. Well, this the next year is so intriguing 
you were hoping on some level spring ball would give us a little bit of a glimpse of what could come be coming. I'm not sure if we got that glimpse. Uh, did maybe on some levels, like you feel feel a little better. And I mean, I feel like you got. I mean, Casey Thompson and Chuba Purdy are. If you're going to lose Martinez, those two guys seem like between those two dudes, yeah. there are far worse situations to be in. Yeah. Than having those two guys as your potential quarterback. So. There we go. Bow on spring football in the spring game. Next thing we know, we're, I mean, we're, we'll think of topics to, to, to dive into throughout the offseason well, we, here. We've got, we've got a backlog of wine pods we got to do. Mil- I have so many bottles of wine around here that need to get consumed. We, you know, we've, we've, it's, we always got Husker football, but I think me and you just have. We got a lot. We got so about. much pop culture. We've got so much just sports well, and entertainment in general to talk about. Well, and, you know, we won't get into this, but. I didn't even know about this day by day documentary until you text me about it. Yeah. It's going to be in theaters, I believe, at the Rococo on May so, 13th and 14th. Is it like two days only? And then it's like. So this is what I, I thought it was going to be like a 30 for 30. But then I actually saw some of my old teammates like Mark Brungert and, and Josh Davis yeah. are some of the producers. So I. I'm a little. I know. I'm not totally so, sure of what the structure of it. Like, I know I, when I was on the website. So for people don't know there's a day by day documentary coming out about the 90s reign of dominance for yeah. Nebraska football and it looks like it's really well done you can go to the website just google day by day Nebraska documentary you'll be able to see the trailer and the trailer's got Peyton Manning it's got Archie Manning it's got Barry Switzer it's Bobby got Bowden. like round ta- round tables with Frazier and a bunch of different like it looks really really well done yeah and I think for a lot of people I don't know if the the dynasty. There's been individual. You've heard the story. Like there's been BTN documentaries about the '94 season and about the '97 season. I don't think anybody's ever told the the full big story in a documentary yeah. sense on the the dom the the dynasty. And it feels like this has a chance to be done right. And it looks like it's about a month away from. So my question is though, like, is it gonna get? Where is it going to get played? Is it going to go on the Big Ten? Is it going to go... I, that I don't or know. Is ES, because, you know, like... Like, if you were to say it's a 30 for 30, like, I'm even more fired up because it is... I know that everybody around the country is going That's to see That's a good it. question. Because so you me, go... Like, I'm on day by day. It's daybydaymovie.com. Because people in Nebraska are going to eat this up. My the, What I hope is this becomes something that people nationally can see because for us, we need people, these kids around the country no to question. see this, to understand this is what Nebraska is. The, no question. Like, like the, I think you're thinking about like the documentaries, like the you yes, and like stuff like exactly. that where, where it, I mean, you're telling the good and the bad, but yeah, like uh, that's what I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a, I think it's going to start in theaters. Like I'm looking right now, the yeah, Lincoln, Nebraska Friday, May 13th, at the Rococo. And then there's a showing on May 4th. There's two showings on the 13th, two showings on the 14th. And I'm not sure after that. I have a hard time feeling like, I mean, maybe it goes to Blockbuster Video, new releases. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know how it's a joke, but it is. It's the 90s. It's a whole thing of the 90s that goes to, to, to Blockbuster. See, in the 90s, that have been a big deal. It would be a huge <laughs> joke. You guys have the day-by-day documentary? I don't know. Check new releases. Check new releases. Yeah, releases. here it is. Do you have the fugitive? <laughs> check the new releases. Uh, so, I don't know, but that's it. I, I urge everybody to go check it out. The The trailer looks like it looks like it's well done. 
It does. I mean, the fact you got those, like you got the Switzers and the Bobby, like those are the the, the opinions you like to hear right. from because those are those are the people that the story you know revolves Trav's around. in it. Yeah, it's Trav. I mean, you got the. You got the main players telling the story. You got Coach Osborne still around, right? You know, to tell Barry Switzer, Peyton Manning, Archie Manning. Like it's, or everybody to go check that out. So I, I mean, I don't know if me and you have to. Do you want to go on May thirteenth? Oh, opening need to go night. On a, I Let's, think that's my daughter's dance recital. So we're gonna have to go on my birthday on May fourteenth. Okay, yeah. May fourteenth. Maybe me and you were Coco. Should we go to dinner before? Yes, dinner after. Steak dinner. Steak dinner. Steak. Late night <laughs> podcast recapping it when we're absolutely hammered and so, drunk. So. Friday or Saturday, May fourteenth. We're gonna go. We're gonna go get a. We're gonna go to the movie. Yes. And then we're gonna get a steak. We're gonna get drunk on wine. What and then a, we're gonna podcast. What a weekend! That wow. Was. Okay, I'm putting this down. Put it down on the calendar. Tickets on me. It's your birthday gift. Okay, there we go. I appreciate that. That's day a great by day, birthday we're gift. We're gonna be there. Oh God, is that good? Okay. Well, you get the tickets, and we oh, will. Uh, I guess. I'll get the wine ready to go. We'll Should be we go in like Husker jerseys? Like, oh, let's go. I'll like, be Tommy Frazier. Yes. Give me Lawrence Phillips. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> we got to find some. Let's just Husker it out. Okay. Okay. You ready? Let's do this. A Huda Media Production.